The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Deep cross, headed toward Freeman in! A goal by Elise Blake and the Cougars open up on top! This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar soccer fans. Welcome Pitchside Inside South Field on the beautiful BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the NCAA tournament returns to Provo for the first time in three years. It's the Region 2 seed, BYU hosting Boise State in a first-round matchup, pitting the outright champs from the West Coast Conference against the Mountain West Conference tournament champions in a first-ever meeting between these two programs. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. My broadcast partner is former BYU standout Avery Walker. And Abe, it's been a while since we've been together, but in the time since we last worked the game as broadcast partners, well, nothing changed. BYU just kept on winning. They finished the season with eight straight wins, secured another outright conference title, ended the regular season as the nation's only unbeaten team, and earned the second-highest seed in BYU women's soccer history. This team has been nothing short of a juggernaut, and now... It's time to see if that's a regular season dominance can translate into postseason success. Greg, you're totally right. It's been quite a ride to be a part of the program again this year and just to see how far the girls have come. And and honestly, they they keep posting on social media about how, you know, they're just getting started. And I really feel that confidence from them going forward. They have a lot of soccer left to play, right? Um, I think tonight it's it's super important for the girls to remember this. Just another game and ready to, you know, kind of have tunnel vision one game at a time. Well, coming up after the break, we'll hear from BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood as BYU women's soccer coverage continues live from Southfield on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Southfield here in Provo, Utah, home of the fourth-ranked BYU Cougars, this team with the best home field attendance numbers in all of college soccer. BYU this season averaging better than 3,000 fans per home game. And tonight, BYU plays an NCAA tournament game, home game, for the first time since 2016 when the Cougs got a single game here at Southfield. They know that uh, with a win tonight over Boise State, they will play at least one more home game here and up to two if they keep on winning through next weekend. They'll get home games all the way up until the Elite Eight as a two-seed. Well, the word elite accurately describes BYU women's soccer head coach Jennifer Rockwood, who this evening guides her team into a 20th NCAA tournament appearance in her 25th season as head coach. She approaches the 400-win plateau at the end of a season unlike any other over which she has presided because in 2019, her team did not lose a single game. Not only was it Jen's first ever undefeated season, BYU ended the regular year as the nation's only unbeaten team. Tonight, the 18-0-1 Cougars go into the postseason to play the team that's uh, tied with BYU for the second most wins in college soccer this season, the 18-4 Boise State Broncos. It is time now for our pre-match interview with head coach Jen Rockwood, brought to you by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you tackle every financial challenge, Zions Bank is for you. And I started with the word of congratulations for a special season that can't be taken for granted will hopefully continue for a while. Yeah, thank you. It has. It's been a great year. I can't believe how fast it's gone. It feels like we just got started not too long ago. But, yeah, I mean, the girls have just worked so hard, and we've had such a good time and played some great soccer, and it's just been really fun. And, you know, now it's to the point where we just enjoy and, you know, keep pushing to get better each game. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit more pressure. I think everybody can feel it. But, you know, that's why you compete. That's why you play and, and try and get to that highest level is to kind of feel those nerves and feel the pressure and feel the excitement. And, and that's kind of what, where we are right now. 
I don't think it was really a conscious thing, but there really wasn't talk or thought or a feeling that there's a home streak or an overall streak or we have to be undefeated. It just kind of came. It did. And, you know, we didn't talk a lot. Of, we've never really talked a ton about the rankings and stuff other than just, you know, sometimes uh, recognizing what, you know, you've accomplished and what the girls have done and how good they are. Sometimes you have to remind them because sometimes they're just so hard on themselves. But, um, yeah, we ha- we didn't talk a lot about it. it like you said, it just kind of came and we just wanted to focus on each game and, and try and get better each game and learn from each game and um, you know results really went our way and we continued to get better and I think the girls continue to get the confidence and understand our process and what works for us and what we have to do consistently each game in our preparation and once we get out there what we got to do to win. Beyond the tactics what makes a, a team strong enough to go through an entire season without suffering a loss a single time? You know, I think it takes a lot of uh, leadership, obviously, you know, just to uh, in team culture to kind of get through the ups and downs and the emotions of the season. You know, we were also very fortunate to stay very healthy. Um, we've, we've really tried to manage the training loads and, you know, make sure kids are taking breaks when they needed to. And we've been very fortunate that way. Um, and so to have all of our you know, same starters intact and, and, and pretty much everyone, um, we've been able to, to get by with a lot of, uh, you know, injury-free games and and that helps and just that momentum we've continued to build on the momentum and and not try and adapt too much to what our opponents are doing but just build on what our strengths are individually as well as a as a team it's your 20th ncaa tournament appearance Do you have the same level of appreciation for what it takes to get there every year? Yeah, I do. I think the longer year as a coach you do this, you, you just have to enjoy the moments because you just never know when they're going to come. And when they don't come, you see how hard it is to get to this point. And so, uh, yeah, just again, just like we tell the girls as coaches, we have to enjoy it, embrace it, and recognize how hard it was to get here. Um, but at the same time, you know, we want to get better. We want to push to get that first win in the tournament this year, and uh, that's what we'll be doing. Does anything need to change come tournament time with your team? Um, no, I mean, we've, we, we haven't tried to change anything up in our preparation. It's the same week. We haven't tried to put too much emphasis or pressure on the girls. I think it's inherent. It's, it's there. You know, everybody feels it and knows it. Um, so we haven't talked a lot about it. Just reminded the girls of what we've done well, um, what we need to do in order to get results. And, uh, you know, they've, they've understood what our key factors are each game, and they've gone out and have done it. And I think we're re- really grateful that we've earned the right to play at Southfield. That's right. a huge advantage. Uh, we need to take care of We need to take advantage of that with our strong start um, and and really dictate the speed of play. And that's what we talk a lot about. Okay. And the reward uh, with a win is more games at Southfield, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, something that we talked at the beginning of the season is is that's really what you're doing is to get yourself to the tournament and and play for some home field advantage. And uh, we've typically played extremely well here at Southfield. We know we have a lot of fans cheering for us. And um, you know, it's going to be a great game. It's been three years since you've hosted a game in the NCAA tournament here at Southfield, so the fans should be ready. Uh, yeah, I think they are. I already heard the reserve seats are sold out as of yesterday, and uh, you know I think we'll have a, a great support from the the student body as well in, in the reserve section. I mean, in the in the general admission. So um, our girls tend to rise up to these big occasions and these big games, and we've always played up to the level of of the the pressure that we're under and so uh, hopefully our our seniors can embrace that and just look forward to more and more games yeah a bit about this draw with Boise State they give Mm -hmm. you an 18 win team Mm -hmm. with 13 shutouts Mm -hmm. and a 60 goal score Mm -hmm. and clearly it's a good group 
You oh, get to this level, you're going to see a good team. You are going to see a good team, but there's no question Boise State's had a phenomenal season watching them on film. They're a very good team. Um, they've really dominated in their conference as we've, you know, we're able to dominate some teams in our conference. They've got some great goal scorers. You know, they've had, like you mentioned, shutouts. So this is a quality team on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, but we're hoping that our experience with some competitive non-conference games and some, you know, our conference play is, is prepared as well for this next game. Well, we hope this is the start of a long tournament run. Coach, again, congratulations on the accomplishments to this point, and here we go for some more. Awesome. Let's do it. That is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood coming up next. Cougar pre-match live continues as we hear from senior center back Alyssa Jefferson. This is live coverage of BYU women's soccer in the NCAA tournament on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello and good evening once again from Southfield on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah for NCAA Tournament first round action pitting Region 2 seed BYU and the Boise State Broncos. Two teams with similar offensive and defensive profiles, but no team other than number one overall seed Stanford can approximate the Cougar attack. 68 goals scored on the season. Two players with 14 plus goals each balanced scoring all over the rest of this roster. This team is rolling heading into the postseason. I am Greg Rubel. With me is former Cougar Avery Walker. And you are hearing us tonight on the new skin BYU Sports Network. We have flagship station BYU Radio 107.9 FM as well as on the BYU Cougars app and at BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You can hear the radio broadcasts and highlights on demand via the BYU Women's Soccer Podcast and at BYURadio.org. Avery, in your five seasons at BYU... You were a part of four NCAA tournament teams. Your second to last season saw BYU advance to the Sweet 16. Just as the weather gets cold, the pressure gets hot. You work all season to be in this spot to make some noise. BYU's a two-seed now. Best position since advancing to the Elite Eight in 2012 as one-seed. That was the year before you got to campus, right? Yep, and uh, coming off of that one you know the best year that BYU had had up until that point um it was obviously intimidating I knew there were a lot of spots to fill the entire back line had graduated and we knew we had about four years to build and then you know we ended up going to the Sweet 16 that that fourth season I was playing so honestly the the best thing to remember is that this is literally where you're supposed to have the most fun and not to feel that pressure this is what you work your whole life for and obviously the whole season for I have chills just talking about it now so it's time to just go out there don't think too hard about it just kind of go back to your the way you practice and it'll come great commentary time now for our pre-match player interview and tonight we talk with senior center back and all wcc first team selection Alyssa jefferson who reflects now on what it means to be back in the bracket for a third time in her four seasons as a cougar i mean with only 64 teams selected it's a big deal it'll always be special and you always want to hope for more games i feel like that's true in any sport you know it's just really special because in 2017 we kind of learned what it's like not to go because before that I hadn't not gone. We had just been winning West Coast Conference and I hated it. That stung. And then 2018, we made it and we were so excited. You know, we came out with the win in West Coast Conference, but then we went out to TCU and maybe didn't play the full game to the best of our ability. And so that was disappointing. So I just feel like this is going to be huge. We have a lot to prove and I'm just excited going forward. Seems like these last two years then really drove you to where you guys are today. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you hear people all the time, like, if we're not playing well or something, we're like, at least it's not 2017. You know, just because that year we, something was off. And, like, we still had great players. We still had, you know, but you could just feel the dynamic was different. And so it's just a lot better to have this, like, great team culture and, like, everyone's all in and everyone's working for the same goal and we're all on the same page. It's nice. 
what is the significance of the fact that for as long as Jen's been coaching this program, 25 years, she'd never had an undefeated regular season, and it's the second highest seed that this team's ever had in the postseason, and you guys accomplished it. Yeah, I think our plan for this for the NCAA tournament is one game at a time, and that was our mentality the whole preseason. And once we got into conference, that was our mentality. And I think we're just going to have to continue with that because if you're focusing on the game ahead, you I don't want to jinx us or anything, you rarely underestimate the team because you're not looking past them. You're not looking to the, oh, we're going to play Santa Clara this weekend, like, you know, let's not worry about maybe a team that's not as competitive. Um, and so I think it helps us focus when we just go one game at a time. So that's what we're planning. Can you appreciate, though, what you have accomplished to this point? Again, more, more games to play, hopefully a long run ahead. But, again, a, a, almost a perfect season. No losses. Mm-hmm. The only team in the country without a loss. There's a lot of teams playing soccer, <laughs> and one had zero losses. It's definitely a huge accomplishment. I mean, we gotta, you got to enjoy the small things like that. Like, we earned that. We worked for that. That's I don't know, one of the many accolades this team has that it just shows how hard we've worked and how hard everyone's been working on the offseason and during the summer, throughout everything. It's just a testament, and I'm excited to build on it. How huge is it to know that you've got, if you keep winning, two weekends here at Southfield? That's crazy to me, too. I don't know. I love it. I remember going to South Carolina my freshman year, and I was yeah. like, oh, that would have been so nice to have those games at home. Right. And so I think it'll be a huge advantage. I mean, Southfield's amazing, the like playing like style of the field the material texture of the grass just goes right into how we play it so quick and our team so fast that it just builds for us and you got the cougar nation that's just unreal and like tickets are flying out the window so you just know it's going to be a lot of fun and we got a lot to prove we've undefeated on south field this year so you know looking to keep that and yeah i'm excited 14 game win streak going at south field right now and knock on wood weather's yes. great right yes oh i know i was worried when we were like waiting for the selection show i was like well if we went to like somewhere in california there's still tons of byu fans and like it won't be cold but this week shows up and it's like perfect playing weather and like last week when we were finishing conference it was just amazing it was so nice and so hopefully it keeps up for these next few games congratulations on the all-conference honors by the way you really mm-hmm. earned it oh thanks greg yeah i was a little surprised i had like won that award I Dan has been playing awesome and she's been she scored three goals which is huge from a center back like right she's been doing so awesome so I was kind of expecting her to get it and she still got like some recognition and I think that's awesome and I don't know it was just surprising all of a sudden I look at my phone and my family all had texted <laughs> me and they're like did you see and I was like oh wow no I had no idea that's pretty cool so and so many oh, players got honored too oh, right Th- sure. this team is so deep yeah I think it just goes to show I don't know what we have we're returning everybody and what we built on. You've got team defense that's amazing. You've got the forwards are amazing. You know, we're scoring a lot of goals. We're keeping a lot of goals out. And I think that's what builds great teams and, like, is a, has a lot to do with why we are undefeated right. so far. So, What do you know about Boise State? And what would you say is generally going to be the game plan against the Broncos here in the first round? Yeah, my sister was interested in playing there. She went on a visit out there. So we kind of got a little inside scoop besides <laughs> the scouting report. But they like to play wide. They like to counter. And they're physical. I was like, how did I say this? They're physical. So, I don't know. We're more of a finesse team. So, physicality is not, like, our number one go-to. It's a little more technical. Mm-hmm. But I think we can hang with them. I'm not worried. I mean, I fully believe my teammates will just be pinging that ball around. They won't have a chance to knock us. So, they have this forward. Um, what's her number? 26, 20, Ramey Shirley. Six, yeah, 60 Shirley. career goals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know we need to work on her, like, pay attention where she is. We can hopefully maintain her. But she does these runs in behind, like, a little kind of gets out of the corner of your eye where you're maybe not paying attention and then dives mm. and so I mean you can never rely on the refs and you know catch the offside or anything so we're just gonna have to be aware of her and number five is just speedy and 
dribble, dribble, dribble. So we got to just keep our feet and not fall into her trap. Just let her make the mistake and win it. And I think we can do a lot of good things. Those defenders had their hands full with Elise and Cam and everyone coming up. So Sounds like you're ready to roll. Best of luck against Boise State. Let's keep it going. Thanks, Liz. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. That is Alyssa Jefferson and Cougar pre-match live continues from Southfield and Provo right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Avery Walker and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Brubel. You're back inside Southfield of Provo, where tonight the fourth-ranked BYU Cougars put their undefeated record on the line in the first round of the NCAA tournament against the Boise State Broncos. BYU the two-seed in the Stanford region, one of the one of three WCC teams in the NCAA tournament field. Boise State unseeded. As the Mountain West Conference's lone tourney rep, the Broncos head coach is Jim Thomas. It's his first NCAA tournament appearance with Boise State. It's the team's second all-time bid after an appearance in 2009. I spoke with Coach Thomas earlier today and about the long journey to reach the field of 64. It's huge. I think you have to compartmentalize those things, you know. We've had a story that's been publicized across the country about where our program was four or five years ago, what it's meant in my coaching career to get us to this point right now and that journey, and uh, we're really, really proud of that. But it is something that we've been very clear with the players, and the players have been adamant that we cut ties with that now and realize that we're in a new journey now that requires all the lessons that we've learned over the course of the last four or five years together. And um, they're going about trying to realize those goals that they set forth. What's the characteristic, the defining characteristic of this team? Togetherness. Uh, they stand on the shoulders of greats. We've had a group of players every year that have transformed this team from one iteration to the next. And it's required all of those dis- different iterations to give them the opportunity to be where they're at right now. And that the culmination of that has been how together we are and how together we've been through different kind of trials and tribulations in the off-season, in preparation, throughout the summer, and through the, the games that you face in the fall. And they're looking at this as another opportunity to stay together for one more day, one more week, one more 90 minutes. And I think that's the thing that we've always kind of admired about them as a group. Is Ramey an illustration of how one go-to player can galvanize a group and carry it? Uh, I think she is... I think she's an example or microchasm of our entire program where we stand on the shoulders of the greats that came before us. She stands on the greats that prop her up. If you statistically look at how she does things, they come through um, the benefit of work of McKenna Kynet, Chris Sears, Aubrey Chatterton, all whom supplement her. The system that we play uh, has two screens in it that allow a front four to be really expansive and open. Uh, the defensive system we have enables those guys to react and defend from whatever shape that they get into uh, and that's afforded by a group not one I think the difference for us having a player like Ramey is the belief that um, and we believe in this that moments change games Mm. that we have a player that in a fraction of an eye can completely change the complexion of a game so if we can do our jobs and support one another and stay together that moment's going to come our way and I think that hope or that belief empowers the way they defend the way they screen the way they work together 
So her ability to capitalize is 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 vital, but yeah. the service dictates the productivity. Without question, without question. Statistically, if you look at Chris Sears, she's led the conference last year um, in assists from a wide position. She's predominantly a crossing player. Uh, Aubrey Chatterton is right behind her. McKenna Kynet, were it not for Amy's production, mm. would have been the leading goal scorer and leading assist getter in the league. So they are a complement. And when you see them on the park tonight, you'll see how those pieces really do offset one another. And often... Ramey isn't the focal point. She's the end product. So you'll see a lot more production from the other three before Ramey gets involved. Okay, in terms of a first-round draw, uh, 36 combined wins, I think, 25 I combined know. shutouts. Yeah. It's, it's a heck of a setup for a first-round game. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, I think for a team that's had a year like BYU have had, um, really should have been a one seed. And they're sitting there now with a regional game against a team that's won 18 games. Yeah. That's not what you're earning. Um, and while they're, I'm sure, not looking at us with a great deal of fear and shaking in their boots, they should be looking at what Colorado have got in playing a team like Northern Colorado, ranked 240th in yeah. the country and only an hour and 15, 20 minutes further away. So and You're basically a top 75 RPI team. Exactly. Yeah. And then for us, as a top 75 RPI team with 18 wins, we, the last team we want to see is a one seed, right? So it's, I think for both teams, it's a little bit of a bummer. And I think if you look across the entire draw, you do see a number of really great teams that are going to have to bow out based on the fact that it goes to 32 teams yeah. come Saturday morning. Stylistically, what would you expect from tonight's match? Open, free-flowing, loads of goals, loads of scoring opportunities. and uh, Two great goalkeepers, two really, really good defences that are standing behind tremendous attacking teams. So I, I always feel like when you have really, really good attacking teams, the squads and the coaches are set up for attacking. Um, so it's going to be a test for both defences, but I think the attacking side of things is really going to stand out. Typically, as we all know in soccer, it's this slog of 1-0 deal, and now you've got two teams that have got, I think, over 100 goals between them. You know, it's it's going to be a fun spectacle from that perspective. And your Ramey Shirley is BYU's Elise Flake. Yeah, I guess so. I, I yeah. think <laughs> I think Elise is dominant compared to her <laughs> physically. Um, but yeah, you've got talisman central strikers, an awful lot of pace on the flanks of both teams, uh, really in, innovative uh, attacking centre midfielders on both teams as well. Um, but I think BYU have given up nine goals, we've given up 12, yeah. so two of the stingiest yeah. defences. It's just a rare, a rare compilation of teams to meet in the first round. And then lastly, uh, in mid-November, you never know what you'll get here in the Rocky Mountains, but uh, what a great day for soccer, right? Thankful that the mountain uh, you know, environment hasn't kind of come down on us and destroyed <laughs> what is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal night. And what better setting, uh, the most well-attended program in the country on one of the best pitches in a place that really, really appreciates the game. You can't ask for anything more. Here we go. It should be fun. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is Boise State head coach Jim Thomas. Time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly Immigration Solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. Here's tonight's rules question. In a game that goes to penalty kicks after two scoreless overtimes, how many players must attempt a kick before a player may take a second kick? The answer coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kick as Cougar Pre-Match Live continues from Southfield and Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Avery Walker and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Back at Southfield in Provo, BYU and Boise State coming up in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We already know that tonight's winner will get Louisville in round two. 
the Cardinals took care of Lipscomb tonight, so Louisville gets tonight's survivor. First up, the answer in tonight's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here's tonight's rules question. In a game that goes to penalty kicks after two scoreless overtimes, how many players must attempt to kick before a player may take a second kick? And the rule says each kick shall be taken by a different player until all the eligible kickers have kicked once. If the kicks continue beyond that number, the order of the initially designated kickers may be changed. And tonight's referee, Avery, came by and talked to us about this procedure a few moments ago and said each team will declare 10 eligible kickers. Once you get through 10, if it goes past 10, you can start again and then change your order up. So 10 people are declared eligible, including goalkeepers, if somebody wants to do that. Yeah, and they, all, they also have to be on the field by the time overtime ends. Right. They have yeah. to be, uh, so on the field, and then they become eligible. And, uh, wow, if it gets to 10, I'm not sure that my heart takes it tonight. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, in fact, I just want to avoid PKs altogether. Yeah, let's just win this get it, thing. Get it done in 90 minutes. Yep. All right, that's the laws of the game brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time for kickoff on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Live play-by-play coverage of BYU Women's Soccer is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Brought to you by Smith's Food and Drug. Smith's now has grocery pickup and online delivery to save you time. And by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you tackle every financial challenge, Zions Bank is for you. Now for today's call, alongside Avery Walker, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Let us pause. Ten seconds for stations to identify themselves on the new skit, BYU Sports Network. All right, kickoff coming up. Time to meet tonight's starting mutual match lineups brought to you by Mutual, the dating app. Before we get to our lineups, we'll go with our national anthem, and then we'll get starting 11s for both teams. We are live at Southfield for BYU Women's Soccer, first round of the NCAA tournament, and we are going to pause for the posting of our colors and the playing of our national anthem. ...support our freedom at home and abroad. The colors are presented by local representatives of the BYU ROTC. And now please join Hannah Cook in the singing of our national anthem. 